The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Whether you're experiencing loss, pain, or just need a pick-me-up from time to time, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories and words of hope, love, and encouragement. Get ready to laugh while you learn. Here's your host, Joe Hausman. Hello and welcome to my show, Go For It, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am your host, Joe Hosman. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to me today and listening to me always. You know how appreciative I am of all of you. And thank you so much for your emails, your calls, your text messages, because I, I appreciate all of you. And as you know, if you have a question for the show or anything like that, give us a call at 888-346-9141 for the next hour, because I have a fantastic guest on the line with me today. And you know, before I bring them on, I always like to give uh, hope and encouragement to my uh, listeners. And today, remember, I like you to reach your full potential of becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day. And of course, uh, with my guest that I have on today, that will also be another encouragement to you because we are going to learn how to reduce stress and increase resilience. And I want you to know, I I do a Facebook Live um, Monday through Thursday, and I have a group on Facebook called Go For It Now. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash go for it now. And I do those Facebook Lives, and that's exactly what I talk about in there. We talk about reducing stress, uh, going for uh, to be better and bolder and stronger than what you have been. And also not let the negative weigh you down because we always got to live in the, well, we don't always have to live in the positive, but I try to always live in the positive because there's so much crud that happens in this world that we all should live um, thankful for each and every day. And as you know, I always like to give uh, hope and encouragement. So let me read off some of the fun things I found on Facebook. Never give up on something you really want. It's difficult to wait, but you know what's worse is regret. And we all know that, don't we? There's been a few things I've regretted, but there's also been more things I've went after. Also, I love this one by Joyce Meyer. Don't wait for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy your life. I hear this from so many people that they just want everything to be perfect. Well, guess what? It is not. Your life will never be perfect. Your business will never be perfect. Nothing is ever perfect. But what you have to do is you have to start today, and you have to start making yourself bigger, better, bolder, and stronger today. Commit to today that you're going to do that. And then the last one, I found this, and I just when this when I found this, I'm like, I love this. But I'm I'm a big fan of Warren Buffett. So Warren Buffett's ten rules: number one, reinvest your profits; number two, be willing to be different. Hey, I like that one. Number three. Never suck your thumb. Not really sure what that means. But number four, spell out the deal before you start. Number five, watch your small expenses because trust me, they can turn into your big expenses. Number six, limit what you borrow. Number seven, be persistent, you know, and persevere because, you know, that's my saying by persevering. Number eight, know when to quit. 
Number nine, assess the risk. And number 10, know what success really means. And that just means even if you're getting up and going out and accomplishing some of your goals for the day, that's what success, if that's what success is for you, then great. Do those successes every day because those little successes will build into the bigger ones. You know, I've talked about that many, many times. And so try to do the little successes every day and they'll turn into the big ones. And ladies and gentlemen, on my website at johosman.com, I have a free ebook. It's a free free digital ebook for you. Just go ahead and sign up there and it's called The Secrets to Realizing Your Dreams. Again, that's at johosman.com. And then also, if you have a question for the show or you'd like me to ask my guest, it's joe at johosman.com. So now I would like to bring on my awesome guest today. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. And then this book that he wrote, I have a hard time even putting it down. So Dr. Arthur Sierra McCauley, he's an EDD and PhD, is a licensed clinical psychologist who has been treating clients for more than 35 years. He is a member of the American Psychological Association and the Massachusetts Psychological Association. Dr. Sarah McCauley is a co-director of Integrated Success Strategies, was formerly the chief medical officer of soundmids.org, and is also in private practice. Dr. Sarah McCauley has been on the faculty of Harvard Medical School for several years, a lecturer for the American Cancer Society, chief psychologist at Metro West Medical Center, and director of the Metro West Counseling Center and of the Alternative Medicine Division of Metro West Wellness Center in Far- excuse me, Framingham, Massachusetts. In addition to treating patients, Dr. Sarah McCauley has lectured at Harvard Health, Sci- Health-, Health Services, Boston College Counseling Center, the Space Telescope Science Institute in Baltimore, as well as being a consultant to several major corporations in the Boston area. Dr. Sarah McCauley has appeared on CNN, CNN-FN, Fox News Boston, Comcast TV, New England Cable News, Good Morning America Weekend, The O'Reilly Report, and other shows. He has been a weekly radio guest on Your Healthy Family on Sirius Satellite Radio and Holistic Health Today, and has been interviewed on The People's Pharmacy, The Gary Null Show, and more than two dozen other radio programs airing on NPR XM Radio, and numerous AM and FM stations. Dr. Sarah McCauley, thank you so much, and welcome to my show, Go For It, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Well, thank you very much, Joe. Listening to that bio makes me feel old. I've I've been around for a while. Hey, well, you know what? Uh, So have I, so that's awesome. Well, I have to tell you, I'm very honored, uh, actually, reading this bio, to have you on my show, Go For It, because I know you're going to give my listeners great insight and great knowledge because of I have been reading your book and I want to thank you so much for sending this to me. It's called The Stress Solution, Using Empathy and Cognitive Behavioral Therapy to Reduce Anxiety and Develop Resilience. And what a great book. Okay, I very much. I have I have a hard time putting it down. That's um, some of this is also uh, what I studied in college. So that's why another reason why I find it so powerful. So, Dr. Sarah McCauley, tell us, I know I read that in your bio a little bit, but tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about your history. Tell my listeners how you got to be where you're at today. Well, it's, it's an interesting story, Joe. I, 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 um, I grew up in a family where my parents were always taking in immigrants from one country or another, and I think I, I watched my mother. I learned how to listen from my, from my mother. She was a, a wonderful, calm listener. 
And my dad was a, a motivational person with, I mean, I, I suppose you could call him a motivational speaker before that term was even used. So we were, we were always watching them helping other people. That was an ethic that I grew up with. That was very important to both of them, uh-huh. um, especially my mom. It was much more important how you were with other people than status and prestige. She, she often sort of taught us to not be very impressed by credentials, but more impressed by behavior. Uh-huh. Um, and so, so I grew up with that ethic and, uh, you know, witnessed many, many times. My dad and mom had a small furniture store in Massachusetts, and they were always giving furniture. <laughs> they were not good business people. They were always giving furniture away to somebody who couldn't speak English because they just had that de- depth of compassion for people that were struggling and, and entering the country and a uh, very sensitive topic right now, as you know, in our society. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I grew up watching them help other people and having an appreciation for diversity. You know, when my mom passed away, my father looked at me at the wake and he said, this is like the League of Nations. And I said, Dad, what do you mean? He said, uh, you know, there's, persons, there's people of every race and every religion here. And he said, that's, that's who your mother was. The whole mm-hmm. world is represented because they all loved and cared for her. And, and she, you know, my mom, she only went to the seventh grade. She never even saw the inside of a high school classroom because her dad didn't believe that girls should go to high school. You know, back then, mm-hmm. it was, graduating from high school was like graduating from college now. So mm-hmm. but she still was able to make relationships with many educated people. She later in her life worked in an ER, used to take information from patients and she became very friendly with many doctors, and you know, I tell a story in the book of how she actually counseled one of them. And after her passing, he called me and said, "You know, your mom was my first therapist, and now she's not here. So I thought I'd try you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that part. <laughs> well, you know, good for her. Good for her for passing that down to you, and um, you know, in your family, because what a blessing, especially in this day and age now with all the all the stuff that's going on, what a blessing it is to yeah. know that your mom had that kind of impact. Yes, we, we were taught early that we were taught a great deal about prejudice and making up your mind before you really know the facts. And, of course, that's what empathy is. Mm-hmm. You know, empathy allows us to move past the surface, the cover mm-hmm. of the book, or what we see on, on the surface of another person into the heart and soul of another person and find out, who they are and what they're really about. And we don't, empathy teaches us to slow down and not make quick conclusions about people. And that, that was very much what she taught us as children. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And don't you find now that empathy is lacking? Yes. I mean, we, we know that empathy has decreased at least by 40% and narcissism has increased by 58% in incoming freshmen uh, in college over the, over the past three decades. So uh-huh. uh, we know that empathy is down, narcissism and self-absorption is up. Americans uh-huh. trust less than they did in the past. And we have fewer friends than we did in the past. Uh-huh. You know, in the past 15, 20 years, Americans would say they had five to six close friends. Today we, have, we say we have one to two. So the society has changed, and we put a lot more emphasis, I think, on achievement, status, and appearance and far less on character and relationships. And I think for that, we have, we have suffered. Our stress rates have gone up significantly. Mm-hmm. Well, and also because of social media. Social media has put such a big emphasis. I had a friend one time, she was going through some hard times, and she says, you know what, I'm not even going on social media. Everybody's living this life of luxury. I said, seriously, it's social media. 
<laughs> People aren't living a life of luxury. It's just the stuff that they decide to put on social media. You can't read yeah. that much into it, but people do. People yeah, read exactly. into that and they believe that stuff. And, and when we learn to expand our range of empathy, we don't take things at face value. We look into them and just as you said, I mean, you can, you can print anything you want on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I, 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 we, a colleague and a mine were laughing the other day because we, we have a friend who once took a, a morning workshop at the Harvard Extension School and on Facebook it says he studied at Harvard, you know, so, <laughs> because he was there for an hour one morning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you would, uh-huh. you would think that he graduated, you know, so of course you can put anything there. And mm-hmm. that's what we have to, we have to look at the news the same way. We have to look at when we hear about studies the same way. Where do they come from? How many people are in the study? We, we get this, this quick information every day, Twitter, Facebook, um, Snapchat, and, and, and the news channels, and some of it's accurate and some of it isn't. But mm-hmm. when we slow down and we learn to go to the right websites, the ones that really give us critical, credible information, listening to you on air because people know you're honest and ethical, you have mm-hmm. to make your choices and, and you, when empathy slows us down so that we can make our choices wisely, mm-hmm. not impulsively. Well, and that's what I know. Everything is so fast paced. Everything life is just so fast paced anymore that that people don't want to take the time to slow down. They don't want to take the time to look within. They just want to judge and move on. And that's not right. I talk about this a lot, and I've talked about this when I wrote my book, uh, Go For It: A Woman's Guide to Perseverance. It's when I actually took the time to sit and think and ponder that. Things started, you know, more empathy started pouring out of me. I've always been empathetic, but just more um, more peace. Yeah. More peace came about because I was able to look at things from I slowed myself down. I made myself slow down. Nobody mm-hmm. told me to do it. I made myself do it. And it was the best thing I've ever done. Well, the act of writing, I think that's why journal writing is so important because it mm-hmm. does slow us down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it makes us more reflective and introspective, and we need that, especially as you say, our, 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 the pace of our lives is so fast. You know, I have many clients from other countries, and they come here and they, they idealize America. They can't wait to get here, and then, and then when they're here, like one of my clients said to me, she said, you know, I have a bigger house, I have more money, but I'm not as happy as I was in my, from my country because mm-hmm. she said everything is so fast here. People mm-hmm. don't enjoy a meal. They, all they eat is fast food, and, and they, you, you can't really have a conversation with anyone. She goes, I never realized that your culture was, it was so speedy, is the word she used. She said, it seems like everybody's speeding. And you know, in the book I, I wrote, we work too much, we sleep too little, we mm-hmm. love with half a heart, and then we wonder why we're unhappy and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And, and it's true. We, don't, mm-hmm. you know, we know Americans sleep less than Europeans. We know that we are... are Ability to be intimate when our when we're racing in our minds is is very limited, because mm-hmm. how can you be present in a love relationship if you're thinking of all the things you've got to do that to do list that people walk around with? Mm-hmm. And in reality, that to do list can be put off and you know for another day. It's yes. you don't have to do it today. That's it's right. just that it's just the things that you choose to make more important than others. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
We have about three minutes until break, Dr. Sarah McCauley. I like saying your last name, by the way, Dr. Sarah McCauley. Um, You're the only one who's able to say it correctly. <laughs> hey, good. That's a good thing for me then today. Yeah, I, I actually did practice it a couple of times to make sure I knew how to say it. But Dr. Sarah McCauley's website is www.balanceyoursuccess.com. Uh, wonderful. And like I said, this book, The Stress Solution, we're going to talk more about that when we come back. But it really is, uh, I, I couldn't put it down. I mean, and my, I will say my undergrad is in um, behavioral therapy and human services, those type of things. So that was another intriguing thing. But I also talk about journaling. The people that are in my group, I talk about, and, you know, to everybody. And in on the show, I talk about journaling all the time because yeah. from my journal notes is what healed, um, healed me and then also was able to put that into my book. Well, that's great. I, I, I'm glad that you encourage people to do that because mm-hmm. at the end of each chapter, I, I encourage people to make notes and answer certain questions. You do. Mm-hmm. Also, with take actions, a section where I ask them to share it with someone close to them because I, I believe change happens between people, not on our own, sitting just with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you have to sometimes figure out which ones you want to uh, share it with. And yeah. when we come back from break, we could certainly talk about that. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I would I would say the same thing. Sometimes we have to maybe be careful of who we share it with. Do you believe that? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, I think empathy teaches us who to get close to and who to remain distant from. It's really an assessment tool. Mm-hmm. It, it slows us down so that we listen carefully enough that we hear the cues of, of who we want to really get close to and who we know does not have good character and we don't want to get close to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and also the negativity, it, when, when you start journaling and start figuring out your own life, you're also going to see what other people have such negativity. And that's, to me, that is just such a big turnoff. I, I, I don't like negativity. I don't like, you know, but... Unfortunately, we'll have it. Anyway, we are about at break, and so Dr. Sarah McCauley, we will be coming right back after break. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions for this show, for my awesome guest or myself, give us a call at 881-888-346-9141 or email me, joe, at joehosman.com, and we'll be right back after break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It, my show here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am your host, Joe Hosman. Ladies and gentlemen, what a fantastic show today. My guest is Dr. Arthur Sarah McCauley, and he is um, a clinical psychologist, and he talks about stress. We're, we're talking about reducing stress and increasing resilience on this show, and trust me, we all need it, don't we? We all need to reduce our stress and increase resilience, because I know I do, and I know lots of other people that do. So, Dr. Sarah McCauley, thank you so much for coming back. And we do have a caller on the line holding. And I just want to talk a little bit about um, lying awake at night due to stress. Mm -hmm. Do you find more and more people do that because they can't turn off their brain or they can't turn off their brain, their mind, whatever? Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, we know that 50% of Americans say that they wake up every night, every single night due to stress. And 75% of Americans say today that they experience stress on a physical or emotional level during the day. So why do people wake up at night? Because they are stressed. And when, you, when, you, when you're stressed, you release the stress hormone cortisol. And cortisol runs through your system, causing inflammation, weight gain. It breaks down muscle tissue. It has many, many negative effects, including memory loss. And it also changes blood sugar levels in our bodies, which increases our, our desire for sugary substances, and it increases weight gain, which is a little-known fact. So when people go to bed with cortisol in their system, they don't have the relaxing hormones that they need to calm their brain so that they can sleep. So when we're wound up and wound up and wound up, and many people in our culture right now don't have a dimmer switch. You know, they don't know how to turn the light down. So they mm-hmm. go to bed, and they're kind of lying there. And they've got their phone right next to them, and they're getting pinged, and they pick up a message. And, you know, it's like they, they're so afraid to turn off. Mm-hmm. And le- knowing how to turn off has a lot to do with knowing how to calm yourself and how to reduce stress. And one mm-hmm. of the most important things during the day so that you go, don't go into the night with this stress hormone in your system is to know that the most important thing in reducing stress is learning how to perceive truthfully and accurately. You know, being able to perceive accurately is crucial to reducing stress because old bias thinking based on early conditioning distorts reality and causes unnecessary tension. So when we're misperceiving, like if you're, you're my boss and you walk by me and you're frowning and I say, oh my God, she's angry with me. And then I find out tomorrow you had a migraine. So I immediately read in. That's where that quick reaction comes in from the past. Maybe you had a parent who was angry with you a lot. So your boss walks by and he or she is frowning and you think they're angry when they really have a headache. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all those ways that we distort reality and that's where cognitive behavioral therapy comes in because it really focuses on the way we learn to distort the truth, like generalizing or biased, biased thinking, white, white and black and white thinking and catastrophizing, you know, mind mm-hmm. reading, magnifying, all these ways that we, we look at something or someone or a situation and rather than seeing it accurately, we're interpreting it from our old conditioning. And that's where empathy comes in because empathy slows down the brain so that we can perceive more thoughtfully and accurately. And it's an absolutely amazing thing that, you know, when we, when we, when we have cortisol, that stress hormone in our system, it makes us fearful. 
And when we give and receive empathy, amazingly, it produces the near-miracle neurotransmitter oxytocin, which is what women produce when they're pregnant. And that, that neurochemical makes us feel secure, and it makes us feel like we can connect and be safe with people, and it reduces anxiety. It helps us live longer. It, it really produces a sense of calm and well-being and many other positive things so that we can go into the evening when we're having those empathic interactions with the people close to us. We can go into the evening and into sleep with a calming neurochemical that allows us to let go and recuperate. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember, and I was just talking to a friend of mine yesterday. She's been under a lot of stress lately, and she was talking about all these symptoms she's having. She goes, I felt like I was having a heart attack. And I said, well, uh, hello, you know, look at all the stress you're under with your family and business and everything else. And, I, and so I resorted back to when my husband, late husband, was sick. And I said, you know, I, I took care of him for some for two and a half years. But same thing. All of a sudden, I started getting sick. Yeah. And I, every time I went to the doctor there, you know, they tried to put on different diagnoses as you want to find a diagnosis. But in reality, guess what? It was stress. Yeah. And once all the stress lessened and, you know, life moved on, then it, that lessened because I started taking care of myself. Yeah. And I started taking care of what needed to be taken care of. And so when you start taking care of yourself and you start journaling and those type of things like we've talked about uh, life does really get a lot better. Now, we do have Linda on the line, uh, and I believe I also might have, uh, yes, I also have an uh, email, too, from a gal. So, Linda, welcome to the show. Go for it. Good morning, Joe, and good morning, uh, I can't say your name as well. Dr. Sarah McCauley. <laughs> oh, well, good morning. Say, Thank I you. don't have a Good morning to you. Question. They call me Dr. C, so don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, Dr. C. Are you an optometrist? <laughs> no, I, Doctor, I only have three very short statements concerning what I've been hearing so far, and those statements are thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you very much. It's very kind of you to take the trouble to call in and and be grateful for our our interaction. I appreciate that very much. Unbelievable. Um. And maybe I do have one question. Could you run for president? Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I would love to run for president. I, I, however, don't think I have enough of a war chest to get there, but I would love to. because You would uh, have my vote. It's one of my greatest concerns at the moment, I can tell you that. Yes. I pray and on, I'll my, be your vice president. on my knees every night for a more compassionate empathic, kind leadership in our country, and I am extremely concerned about it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be your vice well, president. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I have to say, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the show because what I've heard is just amazing, and we need more people like you. Well, thank you very thank much. You, thank you, Linda. Thank much. you. You all have On- a good day. Yes, you too. And Dr. Sarah McCauley, I do have a question also from Liz. She's asking um, how chronic illness affects stress and resilience. Well, chronic illness, depending on how it's managed, can, can affect stress a great deal because, you know, you, you do see a difference between people. Uh, if you have 10 people with a chronic illness, you will see 10 different reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we know this because we know the brain, you know, controls our immune system. And if we, if we think realistically and we think, as you said earlier, Joe, positively, 
you reduce stress, the stress hormone and what, cortisol, and what that does is it reduces inflammation, mm-hmm. and it allows our immune system to fight and, and deal with whatever illness we have. So when you have a chronic illness and you're, you fall into depression or you allow yourself to be overly worried about what's going to happen, what's going to happen, rather than trying to do what you can to manage it, you're producing the stress hormones that you know, cause obsessive negative thinking. They cause depression, anxiety, as we said earlier, memory loss. So it can have a profound effect. You know, recently, researchers at Australia's Monash Institute of Science found that chronic stress increases activity in the lymphatic system, allowing cancer to spread six times faster than it normally would. So the mm-hmm. answer to the question is, yes, stress and the release of the stress hormone cortisol can make any chronic illness much worse. Hmm. So, okay, so if somebody wakes up with a chronic illness, and, you know, it's basically, uh, they wake up in pain every day because that, that's, that's um, intense. Mm-hmm. How, do they, how do they calm themselves? How do they make it so they can calm? Because now they woke up, they're inflamed, they're, I mean, I've, I've never had that happen, but from what I've heard from other people, they're inflamed, they're hurting. How do they calm themselves? How do they bring it back down to, okay, I can deal with today, I can deal with this, what's going on? I'll give you a personal example, Joe. I, I have chronic back pain. I have osteoarthritis in my back. and um, So one morning I was shaving on my knees because I was in so much pain, and I have a home office now. I work in my home. So mm-hmm. I came up to my home office. I saw three patients, and I came downstairs, and my wife said, Are you okay? And I said, Why wouldn't I be okay? She said, Well, what about your back? And I said, Oh, my God, what about my back? I would forgot about my back pain. You know Why? Because when you give and receive empathy, as I said before, you produce oxytocin, that near miracle neurotransmitter. And it mm-hmm. calms us, reduces inflammation. And when we give and receive empathy, we get lost in the movie of another person. We truly enter their lives. And when we enter someone else's lives, it's a mental vacation from ourselves. Mm-hmm. So here I was shaving on my knees because I had so much pain, but then I got immersed in these three individuals' lives, and when I came downstairs, I forgot about, I had forgot about the pain. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when the pain came back, when my wife asked me about it, then I, then I felt it. Uh-huh. Well, and that's unfortunately, un- but you're, yeah, that's unfortunately sometimes how it goes is when people bring it back up again. And you're right. If you can get out, it, even what I say, even get out and enjoy some sunshine. Get out of where you're at and get out and maybe go for a little walk if you can or something to get your mind off of it. And so then you can um, keep moving forward. Well, you know, and one of the things, and sure, walking, aerobic exercise, there's a chapter on self-care in the book because I'm, I'm an avid exerciser and I believe in, in the importance of aerobic exercise to calm the brain, mm-hmm. but also empathic listening, what I call holy listening. You're listening another person's soul into a position of disclosure and discovery. When you're in those moments with someone, you're producing calming, healthy neurochemicals. You're changing your brain. And when you enter the world of another like that, when you enter their heart and soul, it is going to produce a brain change that's going to last for hours within you. 
That's why I tell people when they leave the house in the morning, do you give your husband or your wife, do you give them a kiss? Oh, yeah, I give them a little peck on the... I'm not talking about a peck on the cheek. Really, do you kiss the person and hold them? Because even that moment, like holding and a a passionate, in-depth kiss, it changes your brain chemistry. And you know, when people are driving to work, they start to smile. People have said to me, you know, three hours later, two hours later, I want to call my husband, I want to call my wife. Because... A simple human interaction can change your brain chemistry, and a change in your chemistry can trigger a change in your body. Mm-hmm. And, we, and when we learn, I mean, this book is about learning how to control the brain so that we can live in the healthiest possible way. Mm-hmm. And the ability to produce those calming neurochemicals, serotonin, oxytocin, it paves the way for stress reduction, and it increases happiness in our lives. Boy, ladies and gentlemen, that was just golden nuggets right there. Golden nuggets. So, yeah, just give give the ones that you love. Give them, embrace them. Embrace them and hold them tight before you walk out the door. I do want to let you know, Liz just says, thank you, thank you. He had an amazing answer. Maybe someday I'll get to sit down with him. He's awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. Your listener is <laughs> very kind. Well, you are changing lives today, and I know you change them every day in your in your work. And I have to tell you, I'm also a firm believer in exercise. Uh, I've been doing kickboxing for years, oh, and wow. it really, yeah, it really has changed. It it changes your brain. It changes how you feel. I know when I don't go work out, I get kind of crabby. Yeah. And so too. then I'm like, all right, I gotta, you know, I haven't worked out for however many days, so I need to get back. <laughs> Or I walk, or I walk, you know, ride my bike, whatever it is. But you know, the thing is, back when my late husband was sick, that is what helped me calm down. Yeah. The working out, the changing my mindset, everything else, that's what helped me calm down. You know, and I so wanted, I encourage. Yeah, I was very sorry to hear about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss and your husband, and and that I'm sure that was extremely painful to go through. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it it really was. And when I wrote my book, I really wanted to dedicate that to him. And I really wanted to have the world know what a wonderful man he was. So I, that's one of the reasons why I wrote the book. And then it's now um, out on Amazon on my website and everything else. But it's because of the book now that I have this radio show. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about that. And he would be very, very happy. And, very, and I know he's smiling down from heaven. Mm-hmm. So anyway, life goes on and life, you know, life changes and that's just the way it is. But yeah. it's how we embrace those changes in our life that make us the person that we are today. Yes, and when we, when we know how to take care of ourselves, that's why self-care and, you know, one of the most important things is because, as you know, I have a chapter in the book on self-talk. The way we talk mm-hmm. to ourselves is so critical mm-hmm. because when you're saying negative things to yourself, what happens? You change your brain chemistry. When, you, mm-hmm. when you're saying negative things, when you're calling yourself names internally, you're producing that stress hormone cortisol. And then when you have cortisol, it limits your capacity to be empathic. And it really produces obsessive negative thinking. It makes our, our, our world very narrow. And it's all caused by the, wor- the words we utter to ourselves. That's why it's so important to identify where that self-talk is coming from and knowing how to correct it. Do you think a lot of that self-talk comes from like when we're children yes. or maybe when we're adults? Uh, I think it's, it starts when we're children because, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you can, you can change a two, three, four, ten-year-old's view of themselves by a few interactions. You call a child stupid or you're impatient with them or you're neglectful. 
I mean, every parent makes mistakes. We all do. But when you do it with consistency, those little minds are so fragile. I mean, there are studies now that show when young people, you know, the, the telomeres, the end of the chromosomes that, that tell us how we're aging, that mm-hmm. they, they did a the study was done with 10 to 14-year-olds, and they found that the kids that were under in stressful environments, they aged, they did, they aged six years beyond their biological age. Their telomeres had shrunk, shrunk six years beyond their age. So if they were 10, internally on a cellular level, they were 16. Mm. Just because of having those stress hormones circulating in their bodies. So mm. the way we talk, yeah, well, you, you, you know, when you, when you give child, a child empathy and compassion and understanding and set appropriate limits, they feel secure. They go out into the world feeling resilient. They think, they, they think that they're special, they're important. If you're criticizing them or if, if, you're, if you're always expecting them to perform on high levels, to hit the home run or get the lead role in a play because it, it embellishes your ego. If you're parenting from an ego stance, you're hurting them. You're making them anxious. You know, one of my mm-hmm. clients who's a, a she, young senior in high school, star soccer player, uh, ex- expert pianist, and won a full scholarship to an Ivy League college, one of the most anxious kids I've ever met in my life, Joe. And I called in the mother, and I said to the mother, you know, I'm re- a relatively calm person, but when I'm in your presence, and believe me, I'm not trying to criticize you, but I feel anxious because... Mm-hmm. She was so intense on this girl, you know, talking, she even in my office talked about what she had worn today and she should have wore a little more blush on her cheek and it just was excessive. And the, and the young girl said to her, she said, Mom, you know, you've done everything for me. You've got me expert tennis coaches and expert piano teachers and you, you've given me all these different things, but the one thing that you didn't realize, you give me your anxiety too because mm-hmm. it never seems like I'm okay the way I am. I always have to do more, be more. Mm-hmm. Mm, isn't that a shame? But it happens. It, yes, it happens. Unfortunately, it happens. And it's it's almost like they want to live vicariously through their children, what they didn't get when they were growing up. Yes. And it's it's really a shame. Now, we only have a couple of minutes until break. So, um, again, your website is balanceyoursuccess.com. And then your book, ladies and gentlemen, this book, I'm telling you, I couldn't put it down. It's called The Stress Solution, Using Empathy and Cognitive Behavioral Therapy to Reduce Anxiety and Develop Resilience. Um, it's, it's fantastic. I, honestly, I'll, I'll probably reread it again a few times after I'm done reading it. So, um, yeah, get that book. And also, if you want questions for the show, go to joe at joehosman.com or give us a call just like Linda did at one 346 9141 And Dr. Sarah McCauley, we will be right back after break. Okay. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Hi, I'm Sam Nussbaum, WellPoint's Chief Medical Officer. We proudly support the March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and fight premature birth. We're helping the March of Dimes fund breakthroughs in research and community programs that help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together to provide children with a healthier start in life. Visit marchofdimes.org. 
What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It, my show here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am your host, Joe Hosband. Fantastic show today, and I love saying his name, Dr. Sarah McCauley. Dr. Arthur Sarah McCauley is my special guest, and we have had a listener call in, and we've had a listener send me an email, and Dr. C, as you like to be referred to as, has answered them graciously. He has given us awesome information about reducing stress and increasing resilience, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is what I talk about all the time. When I talk about journaling, I'm talking about, um, you know, you have to get rid of the naysayers and listen to the yaysayers. So get rid of the negative and listen to the positive. And as we were talking right before break, a lot of it happens, our negative self-talk happens when we are children and how we grew up. And I know I grew up with loving parents. Um, you know, they just always were encouraging. I did lose my dad when I was 11, but my mom, you know, she was she was awesome. She is my role model. She, you know, she taught us children how to love and to give back to others just like your mom did. And also not to judge. You know, judging, and I do it. I'm guilty. I don't like to judge, but I do it. And then I really have to sit back and I have to really think about what I just did. And the more I love to talk to people, the more I get to know them. The more, you know, what's on the exterior is definitely not what's on the interior. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you look at people, you know, don't judge them right away for what color they are, what religion, what nationality. It doesn't matter. Just, you know, when you start talking to them, that's when you really get to know who those people are. And what I encourage people to do almost every day is go out and do a thankful gift for somebody. If that's just given, given your smile, do that. Go out and be a gift to somebody else today. I've had, I've been walking down the, the street some days and people go smile and I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. Thought I was. And then I smile, and then they smile back at me. And so I encourage other people to do the same. I encourage you all to do the same. Go out and give a smile today. Give give uh, what you can to other people and help them feel better. Don't you agree, Dr. Sarah McCauley? Oh, yes. I think, you know, um, the Dalai Lama often says that, you know, you should smile and say hello to everyone. And one day I was walking my dogs around the neighborhood, and, you know, we in today's world we hardly ever know our neighbors. So I decided, okay, I'm going to try what the... His Holiness the Dalai Lama said, so I said hello to everyone, and I, I passed 21 people, and 16 said hello back and smiled. The rest just kept walking, and I thought, mm-hmm. well, those, are, those are pretty good odds. Those are pretty good odds. Those are about yeah. 75, 80%. Yeah, 
but you know you do feel a little vulnerable but i noticed that it it it, it was a it was a way of of getting something back and i i really you know i felt different with the people who smiled and you could see they were a little shy to respond but they they appreciated the reaching out and i think that you know you can strike up a conversation with anyone and you get something back it's all these ways that we can change our brain chemistry and produce calming neurochemicals that make a difference and it's just like that that warm hug in the morning to a spouse or a friend or a child and and saying hello to somebody you don't even know or holding the door open for someone just these little things you think it doesn't matter but it does really matter and it changes it changes something internally and it protects us protects our immune system and it helps us live longer and it helps us feel better in the moment Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I like those commercials, basically kind of paying it forward commercials that if you open the door for somebody and then they go and turn and do it for somebody else. And so yeah. what you're doing yeah. is you're just paying it forward to the next and next and next person. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'm a big uh, proponent of that. So let's talk a little bit about what's in your book, because as we're talking on break, we were talking about your um the performance, oh, remind me, performance. Performance um, addiction. Performance addiction. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't even know what that was. And then I read his book, and he's the one that, um, you know, came up with it. But tell my listeners a little bit about performance addiction, because I found that so intriguing. Well, performance addiction, Joe, is the belief that perfecting appearance and achieving status will secure love and respect. It's an irrational belief system that's learned from early family experiences, and it's reinforced by our material, appearance-driven society. And my, my first recognition of performance addiction came about largely as a result of my work with a group of individuals who embodied so many of the qualities that are highly regarded in professional and public life, so it was curious to me. Their resumes were very impressive, but I noticed that despite their capabilities, they seem to have little regard for their personal achievements or their own physical appearance. They all seem to be what I call scoreboard watchers. Every day they took inventory of how well or how terrible, terrible they were performing or how attractive or dreadful they looked in the mirror because they grew up believing that what makes a difference in life is what you achieve and how you look, which is very prevalent in our society. So. The emphasis that they grew up with is it's, it's, it's more important what you, achieve, what you achieve and the status you have and how you look than who you are. Character and integrity are less important than status and image. And they also, I think, performance addicts tend to have what I call image love. They, they fall in love with an image of a person. They have tremendous difficulty loving because they base their own lovability on their daily performance. And unfortunately, they expect the same of their partner. So they're constantly comparing and contrasting themselves and their partners to others and their children to others. They, you know, they find it easy to fall in love. That binding and blinding effect of sex in the early phases of a relationship, it creates mm-hmm. an illusion, an image of love. Mm-hmm. And, but they don't really know the other person, so they fall out of love very easily. And because they're always looking to the other person to embellish their ego. And they don't realize that what, they, what they're looking for is love and respect. And what we, how do we get love and respect? We get love and respect from how we are with people. Not how We can't hand them a resume and say, love me because of what I've achieved or where I went to school or how much money I have. Mm-hmm. Well, as we talked during break, um, 
I talked about that with people, they, they're such high achievers, but they don't know how to bring it back down to the love level. They don't know how to bring it back down to, as you said, love and respect. And the only way they're going to get love and respect is to, is to give love and respect. And a lot of them don't understand that. And I've seen that in, in people that I've known. Mm-hmm. And and other people, and it's sad. And you know, really, isn't that kind of what Hollywood is all about? I mean, they they get yeah. married, and then less than a year later, they're divorced. Yeah. All of a sudden, the notoriety is gone, and they're like, "Oh well, see ya." And you know, they just have to take that time to love and respect themselves first, and yeah. then give love and respect to other people. Yes, yeah. and I and I love your term love level. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna use that. I'll qu- I'll quote you though. All right. Woohoo! I like it. <laughs> well, then also, uh, you have a new combination of the power of empathy, brain science, and cognitive behavioral therapy. And I love that that we're talking about that today because, like I said, when I was in college, in my undergrad, that was that's what I loved studying. And that's why this book really resonates with, with me and all of the things you're saying it. Because even at the end of each chapter, and you've said this before already in the show, but... Ladies and gentlemen, he's got journal questions, and he's got things he wants you to answer at the end of each chapter. And I'm not going to read all of them, but there was one of them, and I'm trying to find it here. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's right. I better go, you know. So I got up my journal, and I started journaling it. And I haven't shared it with anybody yet because I just did this over the weekend. But I'm like, all right, all right, I'm going to do it. So Dr. Sarah McCauley, you changed my life just with this book because I've heard that before once you journal you need to share and I haven't done that for a while so now I'm going to do that especially after this show well thank you very much for doing that work I mean I I, I have those journal questions there and I have the take action piece at the every mm-hmm. at the end of every chapter Joe because you know we're all too subjective to do this on our own we have to have the courage to share it with other people who we trust and who we believe will give us realistic feedback and I always try to teach people that good friends tell us what we need to hear, not what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. And when we do it in a tactful way, we help each other grow. You know, and, uh, you know, good friends uh, tell you when you're off balance, they help you get back in balance. And, and mm-hmm. that's what we do with, hopefully, when we're in close relationships with other people, that we help each other be balanced. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I want to thank my good friends because they do that. They do that for me. Yes. And sometimes, I, you know, sometimes we all have to get out of our own way, but we also have to be careful of what we do. And it's all a balancing act. It really is. It's all just a balancing act. And when people ask me, and before when I was younger, I'd always kind of sugarcoat things and, you know, because I never wanted to hurt anybody's feelings. But now the older I get, I'm like, you know what? This is how it is. This is life. You know, let's change it and let's keep moving on. And let's, you know, not everybody perceives that the same way I do, but I feel that you need, we need to be honest. We need to tell each other how we feel and then um, take it from there. Well, you know, you're talking about, I think, uh, Joe, authenticity. And authenticity relaxes us because we realize we don't have to be on guard. We can be human, have flaws, make mistakes, mm-hmm. and, and still be accepted and like. And living authentically creates an inner calm and it allows us to actualize our potential because we're freeing up the energy from the stress of pretending. You know, when you pretend, it only becomes, it's such a burden. It's such a burden to try to be something that we're not. And when we relax, and most people develop the courage to relax and just be themselves, 
you you realize that you know we're we're more we're more inviting when we have flaws. You know, people feel more comfortable when they're with people that can make a mistake and not be over analytic about it, not be obsessed about it, and just say, "Oh yeah, I mispronounced the word. So what?" And mm-hmm. it relaxes us. You know, it's like the difference between being in someone's living room versus their family room. Where, where you have a, you, you walk into someone's home and you know you, you have a cup of tea and as soon as you put it down and you're finished, they, they pick it up and they wash it in the kitchen because they're so uptight about cleanliness or they're obsessing. And rather than being in someone's family room, we just get a sense where you don't have to be perfect, you don't have to live up to an image, you can just be, you can just relax. And, and that's the trusting foundation that empathy creates. It, it, it changes our brain chemistry, it calms our soul, and it puts us in a position to listen and interact with calmness. And then we can open up and take in what we need to hear in order to rewrite some of our old conditioning, our old story, correct distorted thinking, and, and only then can we become who we're destined to be. Mm-hmm. I like that. I could talk with you all day, Dr. Sarah McCauley. Well, I feel the same way. As I said to you off air, you're a delight to interact with and very, very easy to talk to. And I can see why your listeners tune in every day because uh, every week because you're very insightful, but you're also very, you, you have a calming voice and a calming presence. Well, and thank you I'm so sure much. The difference. I, I appreciate that so much. I, like I said, I love this radio show and I love it when I have, all oh, my guests are awesome. There's no, there's no doubt about it. I love having all my wonderful guests on the line and you especially. And thank you for asking to be on my show because okay. that to me is a big honor. Yeah, that's to me is a big honor. Now we have about four, three and a half minutes until the close of the show. And, and what I say to ask my guests, if nobody has heard anything else during this whole show, which I don't know how they couldn't have, but what is some lasting parting words you'd like to say to our guests? Well, just realize that you can control the stress reaction. You can control the stress reaction by trying to perceive as truthfully as possible. And when you're teaching yourself to perceive as truthfully as possible, you have to use empathy, the capacity to understand and respond to the unique experiences of another. So perception and empathy can really lower your stress level. And everyone can do it, but it takes diligence and practice. Mm-hmm. It does. Uh, how can they contact you, Dr. Sarah McCauley? Well, my website is balanceyoursuccess.com. You can also, uh, I have a Facebook uh, page, the goodness and e- the empathy and goodness, uh, what is it called? Empathy and, um, yeah, the Empathy and Goodness Project. You can also, oh, okay. I have my own Facebook page under my name as well. Um, I post all my articles and so forth there, but they're all posted on my website, balanceyoursuccess.com. Okay. And I'll send you a link for the show too if you'd like to go ahead and promote that. That would be great. Oh, yeah, I would love to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be great. So, ladies and gentlemen, like I said at the beginning of the show, you know I always like to have you reach your full potential of becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger. And I believe after today, what a fantastic show. What a fantastic show I had today. What a, It's been a great show ever since I started back in July of 2016. And I appreciate each and every one of you for coming forth and uh, listening to me today. And with the calls that we had today and the emails, it was fantastic. So, ladies and gentlemen, Always remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. I know some days are harder than others, but guess what? You are. You woke up today. It's a beautiful, glorious day. And you are strong, and you are beautiful, 
And I know you're going to go out and make a great impact today. So be great today. Be great always. And ladies and gentlemen, until next week, check out my website, www.johosman.com. And remember, there's that free ebook, which is also a digital book. At uh, It's called The Secrets to Realizing Your Dreams. So go there to johosman.com. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you back here next week. Have a great week. God bless. Take care. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.